Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello everyone, happy Thursday and welcome to today's edition of Wrestling Daily and you will see that I am not joined by Daddy Alex McCarthy today, instead making his second appearance on Wrestling Daily, it's Benno, hi Benno. Hey, I'm snuck in through the back door again, <laughs> I, I'm in the McCarthy verse or in the, uh, the Wrestling Daily verse but no, always glad to be here to talk some AEW with you, I've got a controversial um, topic at hand here, I think, as well. But, yeah, should be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Our title today is, is Kenny Omega overrated? And that seems like it is going to be a divisive topic. And you Mm. can get your Ultra Chats in right now, and we will read them out. I want to know what you think of Kenny Omega, his title reign so far, as we are just just over a week away from full gear where he will face hangman page so what better time to talk about the title reign of kenny omega first though a little bit of news um about john moxley of course uh, we heard before uh, dynamite uh, on tuesday that john moxley um had entered a rehabilitation uh, center for alcohol and we have a story here that comes from the Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer on Wrestle um, Wrestling Observer Radio that um, AW was planning to give Moxley uh, a new gimmick before his uh, absence. Uh, Dave explained that John was set for a personality change, but didn't specify whether he meant a heel turn or simply a new baby face gimmick. So, what do you think about that one, Benno? Like for me. I think that it was pretty clear where John Moxley w- was going before, mm. um, before he was taken off TV, and yeah, I think that it was we were absolutely going to get a full heel turn from Moxley, and that I also do think that he was going to win this this tournament. But yeah, I think that we were going for a heel Moxley with also uh, a heel Kingston on his side. What do you think about that? Yeah, I'm not sure though. Sh- so sure on the Kingston bit, but definitely agree that was mm-hmm. the way we were going. I think that like, I think Moxley's one where they, it's a really good example of someone who they took out of the title picture and gave something else to do, which was the tag team at Kingston. And we've all kind of enjoyed it. None of us have really complained and haven't really noticed that he's not really been at the top of the card. And it did feel like, yeah, this tournament with him getting like the harder edge and smashing through opponents and, you know, the promos where he just came across like a like an angry dad that I'm sure a lot of people yes. can relate to. But, you know, there was definitely a heel twinge to his promos. It felt like that's where we were going. I think, you know, wholesale character change seems less likely than, you know, a few tweaks here and there to make him 
more of a heel? Would it have led to a feud with Kingston? Would it have led to, you know, who knows what, a, a title win, you know, or something with Hangman Page if he beats Kenny? Who knows? Mm. But definitely interesting and definitely seems to be the way that, that things were going. I just feel like Kingston was going to, was and is turning as well because mm. of just that he's getting into the, the feud with CM Punk and the way that Punk is acting towards him like that's what makes me think mm. that kingston's on this path and then if we look at the promo that punk did last night where he referenced john moxley and he actually did a really good promo um the beginning half of it talking about moxley and kind of asking you know, for help like not being too proud to ask and how proud he was john moxley and masculinity and mm. stuff like that which i thought was really important and then he segued into the the wrestling feud part of it all by calling out eddie kingston and i think that the way he handled the crowd obviously wanting him to just challenge kingston for a match at full gear like obviously mm. the, the crowd were kind of like we can you know cut the middle bit here um yeah. and also you know, him talking about, well, I could have taken Moxley's place in the tournament if it wasn't for Eddie Kingston. I think he was putting, mm. you know, trying his best to put as much heat as you can on someone as beloved as Kingston uh, going into this feud that is hopefully leading to a full gear match. Yeah, I think Punk needed to be careful because there were definitely parts where I was like, Oof, he's coming across as a bit of a dick here. Like, I, I want that harder edge CM Punk. Like, I've yeah. wanted it right through, you know, happy to be here, diving in the crowd, CM Punk. is definitely, as a massive CM Punk fan even, is wearing out mm -hmm. its welcome with me. So I do want to see that. But I did think, yeah, he was in danger of, like, being the bad guy himself. But like you say, that could have been, like, a, a red herring and maybe it have been, could be or could still be, you know, set up for something else. I think there might have been a little bit of danger, especially because of the promo that we saw Eddie Kingston do towards Daniel Bryan, mm -hmm. where, like, he, he opened up about his own struggles. So... Yeah. Kingston has been very open about that and like his mental health. So mm. his kind of what Punk perceived as an overreaction to how the match went with Brian, um, then the way Punk acted to him this week, I think, yeah, I, I do know what you mean. Like it, it's kind of a, a tread carefully there of who were actually making the heel in this situation. But before we get on to our, our topic of the day, and of course, please get your Ultra Chats in for that. You can see the link there in the chat. Um, what do you think of, so Miro taking the place of John Moxley and Dynamite with his match with Orange Cassidy and advancing to the tournament, the tournament finals with Daniel Bryan? Is Miro the guy that you wanted to see get this spot? I would have taken Punk as well, and obviously Punk had a lot of fun on Twitter, didn't he, with the uh, the cutting of the orange and teasing it throughout the day, and they, they bled that into his promo as well and kind of made it work that he, he wanted to be the guy but, but couldn't be, but Miro's mm -hmm. a great choice, you know, he, he's kind of the odd man out for this pay-per-view coming up, it's felt like, he's got the ready-made story about the fact that he needs this redemption, so like slotting him in here and having him smash through Orange Cassidy just, yeah, it made all the sense in the world for his character, and it's going to give us Miro against Brian Danielson. You know, I'm sure there's been WWE matches in the past between them, but this I version of those won. two men. Is it just the one? Wow. Well, this so. version of these two men is what you want to see, though, isn't it? It reminds me of, like, Danielson and Morishima from ROH back in the day. Miro <laughs> could be that kind of monster to bring out another side of Danielson and give him a, another style of match. Like, I love the look of that. Yeah, I absolutely wanted Miro to get this spot because I love 
love this character so much. Um, I loved him as TNT champion and mm. how you know God's favorite champion, and then the the heel turn he did on God after losing the championship was amazing. <laughs> and then the mm. promo that he did on Dynamite, that was my favorite um promo of of dynamite last night was miro's promo to god over getting a spot in this tournament it was so mm. so good i think that in regular times he may have gone through orange Cassidy a little bit quicker not that orange Cassidy is an easy opponent but the way miro like went through people as tnt champion but we have to remember he is the guy that has lost the TNT championship. He's been on a bit of a downer. So it took him, I think, a little bit longer than maybe it would have previously to beat Orange Cassidy. But mm. I loved it. And I I I think he's gonna beat um Danielson at full gear. I think like he would be the perfect guy to go up against Kenny Omega. Yeah, maybe that's you know up oh, though hangman obviously but like maybe like oh I guess what... hangman is who I'm it's hangman yes. yeah yeah, yeah. I did yeah. not think I mean, that... Kenny at all. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> oh, we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think like with um, with that, I think that that makes sense because why wouldn't you have just gone with, well, Orange Cassidy gets a buy and we do Cassidy Danielson. I know it's not bit that mm -hmm. big a match, but you would have had to put Danielson over, I think, in that situation. You couldn't have him, you know, slip on a banana peel and lose to Orange Cassidy. I just don't think it would make sense. But Miro getting a surprise win over Danielson after he's been running through the roster, I think you can get away with that, yeah? And I could see that being like a, a swerve because it does feel a bit like they're making us wait, you know, for Danielson to get into the title picture. And, you know, we yeah. had the non-title match with Kenny and now he's in this tournament and everyone thinks it's a, a guaranteed thing. But Moxley was probably beating him. So maybe Miro's a good uh, replacement in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. As John says here, we're going to get a Punk v. Kingston promo on Friday. Can't effing wait. I can't wait for that either. Punk Kingston promoing against each other is exactly what I want. I wish, I wish the pay-per-view was a few more weeks away. I'd do that segment every week for about six weeks. It'd be like an auto-booker in EWR. I'd just slot that in every <laughs> week and let the two of them talk. But I'll take one. One's good enough. Well, let's get to the... <laughs> The matter at hand, the title of this is Kenny Omega overrated. So apparently, Benno, this is inspired by some of your tweets. Um, I've been causing trouble on Twitter. I never do that. That doesn't sound like absolutely it. never. So you said here, um, firstly, you said that AEW has felt like it doesn't have a world champion for so long. It's become normal. Uh, it's comment number one. And please, wow. everyone, give your thoughts and send in those ultra chats, especially if you want to take on Benno and anything that he said. And then um, replying to some stuff about um, Kenny's work in Japan and obviously his great run as IWGP Heavyweight Champion, you said, I think in Japan, his worst stuff like that was in skippable multi-mans, promos you could ignore, and on BTE. People only paid attention to the big, incredible matches. <laughs> he's got some of the worst instincts of a main event wrestler I've ever seen and weekly TV <laughs> just exposes it so Benno I've been some Richard E for more great takes I put the question to you is Kenny Omega overrated I mean would you put it like that and you, you fire my own <laughs> words back at me Steph? Well, do you um, I think with Kenny I, th I do I, the thing about him is, I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I'm not going to say Kenny's, you know, title run has been awful. You know, it's mm -hmm. not like there haven't been 
great moments, and we're probably going to have a legendary moment coming up with his presumable Lost the Hangman page. You know, we got that, the Brian match, the real highlights in this title run. However, Kenny Omega is a man who does like to lean into, into comedy. He is a man who can't help himself but be a little bit goofy. And, you know, he loves to hang around with his mates, the Young Bucks, and, and have a bit of a laugh. And, I mean, to that point that I said about New Japan, the thing about his New Japan title run is that was the dirty, dirty secret. He was having these great, great title matches, you know, legendary title matches that will go down in history. Mm-hmm. And the comedy stuff was happening, but it was happening in Multimans on the undercard. It was happening somewhat in his promos, but it was a foreign language promotion, so that didn't really matter. And it was happening on BTE. The thing about AEW is a lot of that stuff is in the weekly Kenny Omega character, week to week, every week. And it's not always befitting of a world champion. I don't think he always comes across as the the biggest star in the promotion. I think he is a wrestler who, you know, he's not a selfish wrestler either, and that can go against him too. So when I say that about Kenny, it's that, you know, and you look at his title run as a whole, you know, I mentioned a couple of the big matches we've had there. You know, he hasn't had the high-level pay-per-view matches, I don't think. You know, the Christie match was very good. The three-way with uh, you know, with Orange Cassidy, and that was good too. But they weren't great world title, Kenny Omega title matches. And I, I don't know, I think that the, the, the expectation of Kenny based on that New Japan run is sky high, maybe unreasonable even. But mm-hmm. that's not the Kenny Omega I think we've had in AEW. And I think we probably are going to look back on it and say it was good. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't the optimum for what we could have had as Kenny Omega as the guy in AEW. Yeah, I've seen a couple of comments here referencing um, Louis, and no, this is not a take on the bad level of Louis, like uh, in any universe. But what I will (laughs) say, like, I mean, what, um, (laughs) like, I, I mean, not even I, I don't agree with that comment at all. Um, but I don't agree with like kind of everything um, you said either. I, f- I feel like absolutely a lot of the goofiness of Kenny was hidden in New Japan just because of the way mm-hmm. that New Japan works. And it's not a weekly TV show. And there is it's not an English language show either. So Kenny would not be expected to like really carry promos and promo back and forth with his opponents. So I think Mm. that the goofy stuff was hidden. He was pretty goofy when he came into new Japan um, before, like when he was the cleaner before he um, rose to being the best bomb machine, um, which he got to Mm. through those incredible matches with, with Okada. I think though, when we look at his run in New Japan and his IWGP title run, it, it, it is the, the Okada matches that we remember. Um, that's what we remember from it. We don't kind of remember all the other stuff. And here in AEW, I don't think his world title reign has been a disappointment by any stretch. I think it's been really interesting. So he wins the title from Moxley. Um nefarious means though because we have Don Callis coming in and the running away to impact then we have the exploding barbed wire death match with Moxley which does not go to plan um mm. and that's kind of remembered that's not that. his fault yeah and then that then we have the match with Pac and Orange Cassidy which was on a pay-per-view when um the stadium stampede was the main event and he has had like quite a few good matches, but this hangman program feels like the first 
like huge program he's really had as champion and mm. it looks like it may be his last so you agree is basically what you said <laughs> but i don't he should have agree a bigger program his, shouldn't he i don't agree that his reign has been a letdown but i think it's been an interest it's interesting like where the world champion is kind of fitting in AEW because i think mm. If, if we look at, and I don't want to compare everything to WWE, but if we quickly look at SmackDown and Roman is the best thing on the show and Roman is the world champion and Bobby Lashley was great world champion too and everything else can be pretty crap. So we're used to kind of all the efforts being put into the main event program. And I think mm. in AEW, like creatively, things are spread out a lot more. So when we're looking at what's coming up to full gear, we have the Kenny and Hangman story. We have what's going on with the inner circle. Uh, we may have Punk and Kingston. Uh, we have then there's of course the, the Cody verse, you know that exists there. We have a new That's women's a thing, yep. title coming. We have Britt Baker. I think that creative is just spread out a little bit better in AEW. So as far as when it comes to like week to week, segment to segment, I don't think Car hmm. Kenny has to carry as much on his back as like a Roman Reigns does. Mm, maybe that's why he's gotten away with it though. I don't agree yeah. that that's not, that's the way to do things. I still think you mm -hmm. can have a dominant world champion, you know, I wasn't the biggest fan of Chris Jericho's run, but I like the fact that he felt like AEW's world champion. I like the fact yeah. that there was always a prominent AEW title feud at the, the top of the cards. I think you can do that and still have the balance of running those other stories. I honestly thought, and um, John Jeffries brings up a, you know, a good point to the point, you know, we wanted the best belt machine in, in AEW and we haven't really had a match that lives up to that standard. Yeah. And, you know, as Annika says there as well, you know, Kenny holding the TNA belt was a letdown. I, th I thought that those two points kind of tied together because I thought we were going to yeah. get that because the counterpoint was always, well, Kenny hasn't got a, hasn't got a no card to go against an AEW. So, you know, maybe you can forgive the fact that he's not having six star matches or whatever. Apologies to Gareth and that grapple. Um, the scale goes to five. But like <laughs> I thought that run of like being, you know, the the champion of TNA and AAA and being the belt collector was gonna lead to more. And we were gonna have more big yes. guest matches. We were gonna have, you know, more big matches for Kenny. And that didn't really materialize either. So yeah, I just do think. The thing with Kenny it is that's that weight of expectation. Maybe it's unreasonable to expect them to have, you know, Okada level matches. He is getting older too. There is that too. You know, he maybe at some point he's gonna have to slow down. Um, yeah. maybe that's part of it too. You know, wrestling catches up to to everybody. But yeah, you know, when I say it's a disappointment, I think I would say that that's a disappointment considering the expectations of of who Kenny Omega is. And at this point, yeah, I think Kenny Omega might be more comfortable doing stuff with the Young Bucks, messing around in the upper mid card, being heated up for a big main event here and there, and letting the champion be somebody who is going to be the, the linchpin of the promotion and things are going to be built around a bit more. And, you know, the, the title matches will maybe take a, a bit more of a, a spotlight on the, uh, the big shows. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I feel like... The TNA run and the AAA run, um, and basically the belt, the belt collector run, is the most disappointing thing. Um, I don't think that in any way lived up to it, name or expectation. I think mm-hmm. when you look, I think that when it first happened, when it was like, wow, he's got the AW belt, he's got the TNA belt. He's got the AAA belt. Like how many, even just Kenny Omega matches are we going to get? And that didn't happen. Like, definitely. Um, So John says part of that problem is that the TNA angles remained completely on TNA and really didn't cross over. So unless you're watching TNA, Impact, (laughs) his holding that title belt was just another belt. And I think that's really true stuff Mm. didn't cross over the forbidden doors opened in some ways and not in other ways like it hasn't been a full crossover where things seem that relevant i think the most relevant really thing was christian winning it from Mm. kenny you know on rampage Mm. that that's the that's the most actually like forbidden door thing that's happening other than you know the good brothers coming in Mm. Um, but yeah, I think like that's the main problem. But I feel like the I, I feel like me and you had this debate about Kenny Omega, um, in a pub about three weeks ago. But like no, not this exact debate, but a very very similar debate. And mm. I feel like one of the things that I felt when it comes to Kenny, and th- this isn't really a point about him being overrated or him being disappointing, but I do think that when aw started or was starting there the people that were most excited about it were the people that were very invested in new japan and the greatness of kenny omega in new japan it was basically nerds like us right we were the people that Mm -hmm. were really invested in aw happening and i think what we really wanted was almost to prove that Kenny Omega was the best in the world. 
like to prove to those people that weren't rating him or watching him because he was in New Japan. Now, like, let's have him in an, mm-hmm. an American promotion and prove that he's the best and that he's the guy and that he's better than everyone else. And I think that his work in New Japan um, holds up that he's one of the best of all time. But I think his coming to AEW and how his AEW like run started, he obviously, he wasn't the first champion. He wasn't even in the first championship match. He goes into the ta- tag team with Hangman and they had some great matches as a team. Like his best work yeah, in the ring, I would say, yeah, has, was with his tag, tag team with Hangman Page. And then he had the turn. And then we got him as champion in a run that other than this amazing Hangman Page feud that has been bubbling in the background since the beginning of this company, he's not been in a great, great feud, big feud, memorable feud. I would I would argue that other than the Hangman Page feud, which might be the greatest wrestling feud of all time, he's not done a great feud. Like, Because I remember, for example, the Jericho Moxley feud really well. Yeah. I don't remember the Moxley Omega feud as well. Not so really. It, yeah, and it kind of spilled over from his pre-title run as well, didn't it? You know, it wasn't yeah. really. Yeah. So I kind of feel like we're at a place with AEW now because we're like two years in where mm. if we thought this was going to be the company that is built around Kenny Omega, I think that we're, we were wrong. The, there is also the factor of his age. And I yeah. think at the end of the day, the person that's going to end up being like that AEW guy, that early on guy, I mean, it's probably going to be Hangman Page, but I think someone like a Darby Allen or an MJF, like a younger one, has more of a chance. Mm-hmm. I think that the initial idea that AEW was going to show the greatness of Kenny Omega isn't what's actually happened it's showing the greatness of wrestling outside of the confines of wwe and young guys that you can bring in like an mjf or a darby or hangman page guys that have not been there before um that when you give them the shot when you don't you know put them through make them run through hoops at a performance center like what they can actually you know do like the four pillars yeah. that NJF has mentioned. And that's part of Kenny, I think, not being a, a selfish wrestler. And, you know, it's something yeah. to be commended. You know, he did. He got out yeah. the way at the start of AEW. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like I say, I had a really, really great tag team run. And, you know, again, the match of the year last year is, is definitely from that run. And we all kind of thought, well, they're putting him on the back burner and then we're going to get the great title run. And you're totally right in what you said earlier as well, that, like, you know, do, do we have a memorable feud before the Hangman stuff? And, I, you know, I know the Hangman stuff has been incredible, but we didn't yeah. really, you know, things kind of, it felt like maybe they were working towards a Christian match and instead we got Pac and Orange Cassidy because Christian really wasn't over enough at that point. Then we got the Christian match anyway, you know, the last pay-per-view. Um, yeah, we just haven't had the, I think that's part of the, the patience of AEW as well. You know, they don't want to pull the trigger on a Kenny Cody or like they don't tend to mix up the, the very tippy top guys as much as like WWE will be, will be tempted to. So maybe he's been, mm-hmm. you know, a victim of that as well. But yeah, I do, I do think, you know, to your, your original point there though, like Kenny is all reputation, you know, he, Kenny's New yeah. Japan reputation is, is well known. If you're someone coming into AEW fresh though, and you're watching his title run, 
do you believe that reputation or do you watch it and go, oh, yeah. I thought he was the best wrestler in the world. I haven't really, other than, you know, the Danielson match that definitely showed, you know, what he's capable of. Have I seen the best wrestler in the world? I'm not so sure people have. That's another thing that we need to have some kind of perspective on because me and you are such nerds and there might be people out there and I'm sure there is, there are that absolutely love AEW and had mm. never seen a Kenny Omega match before. Yeah. Um, and you know, their favorite AEW wrestler could be someone else. It, you know, it could be Darby Allen. It could be yeah. MJF. could be Sammy Guevara. You know, it, it could, Orange Cassidy. It could just be someone else and they've not seen Kenny. But with Kenny, I think the the hits, um, you know, the, the Okada stuff and this feud with Hangman, um, which I didn't say is the greatest feud of all time because it's not even finished. But I mean that it could, I think that this feud with the length of, not the feud with Kenny, but like the arc of Hangman from the beginning is going to end up being something really, really a great story that's told in wrestling. But with Kenny, like the hits are so good and so big. And then the rest of it, it's not that it's mediocre. It's very good as well. But the hits are so, so great. I think it's a change in mentality in Kenny. I think he's changing from, you know, in New Japan, constantly wants to be the best wrestler in the world. And he, you know, gave his body for that, you know, in those matches, those yes. you know, G1 matches and the big Wrestle Kingdom matches. I think now he wants to be the guy who's known for this Hangman Page feud. You know, he's going to be the guy, we presume, who gets Hangman Page over to that next level. I bet you that's, you know, Kenny's motivation. You mentioned the other talents underneath, your Darby's, your MJF's, you know, that those kind of guys. I reckon if we go into 2022 and 2023, maybe we should temper our expectations of what Kenny's going to be. Maybe he's going to be wanting to work with those kind of guys and get those guys to step up rather than be you know the star wrestler maybe we thought he'd be an AEW that maybe was unreasonable to expect maybe it's a role that he's not hugely comfortable with maybe it's just a, a, not a role that suits this kenny omega in this point in his life but you know i expect we'll still get match of the year contenders and I expect when he yeah. turns it on he'll still turn it on but yeah i wonder if maybe that's how he sees his role in AEW rather than the way like the likes of me and you would have saw it when uh when AEW first launched yeah, and last call for all chats, guys, as we wrap this up. But I think that if AW had started three or four years ago, um, it may be that I think we would have got maybe the best of Kenny Omega. But I do think that, yeah, like you're right. We don't know what he sees, what his place is in AW, and it might not be what we think it is. And I think when you look to next year, say, if, if mm. he's there without the belt and Hangman Page is champion, it's a different world of AEW when it started anyway, because we're now the mm. AEW with that has Brian Danielson in it, that has CM Punk in it, that mm. or God knows who else we could have by next year. Kevin Owens, you know, it, AEW is a totally different thing from totally. what it was at the beginning when you had Kenny Omega, this amazing wrestler in the like greatest of all time list, who mm. had never been given the that American stage to show it. And mm. maybe, I don't want to say that it happened like a little too late for him because he had such good matches when he was teaming with Paige, but maybe if he could do it all again, he would have, been selfish and said hey guys i'm kenny omega make me the first champion and he could have ran through like 
you know, four or five classic matches yeah. at the beginning of the company and then like yeah. settled into something else and done a bit of the the stuff that he wants to do with the other members of the elite. Definitely. And you know, and as the, the chat are kind of saying, the thing the other thing going against him is the fact that Kenny's Kenny and he just can't be, you know, when he's given this power to be himself. He's not been that serious. Uh, that's the other thing, you know, the Moxley yeah. feud when he was knocking up the fake coffin or, you know, I, I I had a laugh at the whole Ghostbusters thing last week. But, you know, there are definitely times where, you know, there's time for that and there's time for serious Kenny. And I just don't think we've got, we've had that balance right either. I think he's just not taken, you know, the role as, you know, the top guy in the promotion as serious as he could. And he's some of his comedy stuff has came off a little bit mid-card, and I think that's hurt, you know, what maybe your expectation would be of Kenny, too. I think comedy is just super hard to do in mm. wrestling as a champion. And with Kenny, though, the thing about Kenny is he he's not the most mainstream guy himself. Mm. And he's AEW, a nerd, like us, isn't he? That's what he is. Yeah. Like, like, I'll say me. <laughs> remember when he made that really long video before? For to show before Wrestle Kingdom, and people were like, "No one mm. wants to see this twelve-minute mm. video before your Wrestle Kingdom match." Like, yeah. that's the kind of you know the the kind of thing that that Kenny is is like. Like, Kenny takes um a lot of things. He has kind of I don't want to say unique interests because I'm sure there's a lot of people that share his interests, but he's very passionate sure. about his interests and kind of passionate about showing them off in a way that. Sometimes I think there's like a, a dis a disconnect with him yeah. as a world champion. And that's the, like that. And that's the positive and negative of AEW, isn't it? Like in an AEW, you know, you're allowed to be yourself. You're given a mm -hmm. lot, you know, Brian Danielson's out there doing basically what he wants. He goes out and he wrestles yeah. every week. Some wrestlers have got good instincts for that. You know, Eddie Kingston, give him a mic, he'll cut you a killer promo. And there's so many benefits for that. And you do have to take the negative sometimes, don't you? That, yeah, maybe some mm -hmm. wrestlers like a Kenny might want to lead into, you know, the comedy stuff a bit more. Some wrestlers like Cody might want to just create their own little universe and, you know, get silly neck tattoos and turn into modern day John Cena. And, you know, you kind of have to live with that too. You take the positive with the negative with that stuff, don't you? So as we wrap up, is Kenny Omega overrated? Because I'm going to say, no, he's not. He's not mm. overrated. He just hasn't, you know, shown everything, everything that we expected in AW as far as like the match, the match mm. level. But I wouldn't say that he's overrated because I think with what we saw, with the Danielson match, he can absolutely pull it out. And I think that he'll pull out a great match with Hangman Page. Hmm. I, I, I think you're right. I think the truth is is somewhere in the middle there. Is hmm. he the best wrestler in the world anymore, though? I think the answer to that is no. So if you think no, he's the I don't best think wrestler he's the, the best world, in the world I might, anymore. I might say it's overrated. I think Brian Danielson might uh, be making an argument for that with these uh, these last few months. But you know, can Kenny still perform at that level when motivated, when he's taking things seriously? Again, the Hangman match. I wouldn't be shocked if it turns into a five star match. And maybe yeah. maybe we'll all just remember that. We'll forget the rest of the run, and we'll just be talking about that. You know, in a couple of months, he's still got that in his locker. So yeah, I think the uh, the truth is somewhere in that that mushy mushy middle. Yeah, I always think like when it comes to his world title one, the debate can't really be had and, uh, until it's over. Like we're mm. we're in it now, um, and we have to look at it retrospectively. Like when it's over, we can properly assess it 
and see what we remember, um, mm. you know, and all of that. So just before we go, um, Dynamite did 878K viewers and a 0.32 in the 18 to 49. So down there for Dynamite, not great, really. Um, but mm. one Dynamite left before Full Gear. So we'll see. It's not great on the road to full gear. Um, no. I, I, you know, obviously there is the issue right now with the the West Coast is airing live, so that's now at yeah. five PM. You know, when people are still coming home from work, so that is going to have effect on the Imagine numbers. Imagine watching table. wrestling that early. I know exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm used to watching it at five in the morning, not five PM. Yeah, uh, these Americans don't know the born, do they? They're not hardcore like us, staying up till uh, till all hours to watch this stuff. But that is still mm -hmm. a dip based on last week. You know, and the parameters were the same last week. Um, that's not great. You know, going into a, going into a pay per view. But I suppose Dynamite, did Dynamite have a big hook? Really? Was there a big match? Was there a big reason to tune in? You know, sometimes well, we didn't know what the hook was going to be because we didn't know With it was going to be Europe. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And with the Moxley stuff, Tony did say he wasn't going to announce stuff. But yeah, that is a you know a slight disappointment. Even you know, bearing in mind the fact there's a lot of sports going on right now, and there's a lot of movement in the uh, in the US TV calendar. But I've got yeah. no doubt it'll rebound. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Benno. Please tell everyone where they can find you, other than Twitter. Tell them what's uh, going on on Grapple uh, that the the guys might be interested in. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, over on Grapple, we do a, a podcast every Monday. If you search Grapple, no E um, in your podcast feed. Uh, we just cover the world of wrestling and have fun conversations like that we just had there. Um, we also have our Patreon, patreon.com slash grapple. And if anyone's interested in uh, making themselves a, a mini Dave Meltzer or you know, think they can do better than him, our app, uh, the Grapple app, you can uh, throw in your ratings for all kinds of uh, wrestling, AEW, WWE, uh, wrestling across the world. Um, the people know more than uh, than just one man as the selling point for Grapple. So yeah, download that as well. And yeah, if you Definitely. want more bad hot takes from me, and they are my real opinions, um, at Benson Richie on Twitter. <laughs> and you can join me, guys. I should be going live at about uh, 10 p.m. So that's about an hour and 20 minutes over on my YouTube channel where I will discuss uh, and dissect AEW Dynamite. But yeah, thank you uh, everyone for today. And thank you, Benno. Alex McCarthy will be back tomorrow. And apparently he's got the returning Louis Dangor with him as his guest. So please tune in for that. I'll see you next week after Dynamite. Goodbye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.